Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The following is a presentation of the Four Center Podcast feed.
From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast feed. I'm Cat Napsack for another edition, a special edition of Star Wars Ranked. Well, why is it special? Well, uh, if you're listening to our show in order, this is in place of a deep dive. Uh, that's because we have so much deep diving to do this week with Bad Batch and all uh, that stuff uh, right here and, and this year, 2021, the year of our uh, Lord and old gods and new. Uh, we are going to have fun uh, by uh, just diving into some Star Wars vehicles and to do that is my compadre of star wars memories joseph scrimshaw <laughs> i am happy to be here uh fellow compadre that's <laughs> redundant but you know what i mean <laughs> yes 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 uh this is gonna be fun our favorite star wars vehicle toys so that means we've been doing the figures very specific power the force line black series kenner whatever we we've had fun ranking those figures and and, and being very specific about the sets and lines that they come from we kind of open it up here uh joseph we are going to rank vehicles from any line basically um other than you know not counting like hot wheels uh you know because i could put that job of the hut uh van on the list five times <laughs> uh, but the vehicles that actually you could collect maybe put a certain uh, scale figure in doesn't matter i got one that's tiny scale we got six inch scales we got all of those uh, we're celebrating the vehicle toys today joseph yeah, and I'm extremely happy to be doing that because these are a big part of, you know, we talk about toys, we talk about being, you know, getting a chance to be immersed in them, the the uh, vehicles, not just being like, oh, hey, it's uh, Luke and Han and Leia and they're standing around, but no, they get to go zip around flying places. That's a huge part of it. <laughs> Gotta love zipping around, flying, whiz-bang, flying adventures with your toys. So... Before we get to the list, we're going to induct one into the Hall of Fame. We love doing that uh, from time to time here on uh, uh, Star Wars Ranked. Set up a little context with it. You and I, and I'm sure a lot of people share this kind of uh, similar experience with the Star Wars vehicles. I, you know, I'll say I was like a lower middle class family. My folks made do. They We always had good holidays, but it was like I got the figures. Maybe I saved up and I got a G.I. Joe uh uh, vehicle, but like it was always on the smaller end, right? You know, I didn't get the Rattler, I got the Fang helicopter because it was cheaper, just realities of my life. <laughs> so it was with Star Wars. I had more of the figures, Joseph. I, I don't know. I, I think you kind of had a similar experience, yeah? Yes, I was definitely a uh, lower middle class and yeah, had, had action figures and it was very much like it was a treat uh, when I could get one and there were times uh, that I couldn't and I had a few uh, of the vehicles and some of those will, will come up in my youth, but it was very much, it, it created an, an extra love of them because, uh, you know, I would see them on shelves or I would know, uh, other kids who would have them and I would dream of them. Uh, this is a thing that I've said in a, in a comedy bit, but it is true. Uh, back in the day, not that it's a vehicle. Well, that's a fun debate, but you know, the Death Star playset uh, for Kenner right. back in the day, you can debate if that's a playset or a vehicle, because technically the Death Star moves. Uh, but, uh, I, I asked so much and I only had one relative who had a little bit more of uh, financial power. And that was my grandmother on my mom's side. And, you know, some of the special things I would have, it would be because she would get them for me at Christmas. Uh, but I was told about the Death Star. I asked if Santa could get it. And I asked if not Santa, if grandma, and then I said, could they somehow combine? <laughs> combine their efforts. And my mom told me, even Santa Claus in your grandmother put together cannot afford the Death Star. <laughs> no, that's canon. That's canon. Uh, uh, that's canonically accurate is what I'm trying to say. That's that's true. 
Yeah, yeah. So I did have a couple of the vehicles, uh, but it was, you know, because of some some windfall or some save up or some special day or or my grandma or that. So I definitely relate to that. Yeah, and that was uh, it factored into the choosing the list. Uh, uh, the no surprises on some of the ones that might be on the list based on other conversations we had here in Force Center. We wanted to we wanted to dive in and share some of the memories around those. And look, I I, I too had um, I'm sure you did too, Joseph. I'm sure people listening. And maybe you were this kid listening. We don't have anything against you, but there was always that one friend. I go to his house and he had them all. He had them all. And I had some good old biblical envy every time I walked into his house. <laughs> yeah, I think we've talked about this before. The That kid for me was named Jeremy. <laughs> I had two, Terry and Britton. I had two. <laughs> Surrounded so much sin in my life. <laughs> and we remember to this day even their names. Uh, so yeah, I'm sure some of you out there have a similar experience. We're going to celebrate that, but before we really get to our list, we're going to induct a star Wars vehicle toy set into our star Wars ranked hall of fame. Joseph, we are inducting the millennium Falcon. This could be the Kenner version, the classic version. This could be the updated Hasbro version. This could be even the giant 7,000 piece Lego set. It doesn't matter. The Falcon is the toy that seems to inspire a lot of memories, a lot of love, and occasionally, if you're me, a lot of envy growing up. Uh, Joseph, uh, please welcome uh, the Millennium Falcon to the Hall of Fame. Oh, I'm so happy to have this uh, bucket of bolts and memories in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, sometimes we put things in the Hall of Fame because we're like, if we just start talking about it or in- include that in the list, it will be the entire list, right? Right, right. It'll be <laughs> um, yeah. In my so uh, when I was growing up, I had toys and my brother had toys, and we played with them together. And sometimes we swapped, but it was very very clear who owned what. And my brother owned the Falcon, which I think was a, a gift from uh, Santa Claus and uh, and my grandmother combined. Uh, but I don't even remember it in its pristine condition. It got beat up and loved so fast. And, you know, little individual pieces are long missing. But something about that felt right when I was a kid because, like, it's mm-hmm. our Falcon and it's even more beat up than Han's. <laughs> it just, it's it's uh, true to form there. Uh, it, it's it's Savarine Falcon. We just didn't know it at the time. Uh, <laughs> exactly. First, Man, I can't, I, you know, Joseph, you had to live with that envy in your own house. I mean, gosh, that, that's the tension there. You know, you just you just asked for too big of a vehicle from Santa and Grandma. Yeah, I guess I, I missed shot entirely. <laughs> uh, should have been Star Destroyer. No, this, this um, again, I, I say, no matter what toy line, no matter, uh, you know, I'm thinking back 2014, 2015, when Star Wars is returning in a big way, and there's like a, a Falcon with a new dish, you know, so therefore it's a new Falcon. And uh, you got to get a version. And I remember racing out and buying the Lego set from the Force Awakens Lego line. And then uh, the, even the solo Star Wars story with the Lando version. Anytime there's a new line of Star Wars toys that's, that's a big, robust line, the Falcon's going to show up and the Falcon's going to just it, it just inspires so much love from the fans and and i love what you're describing joseph just like yeah we had it and it was beat up because we loved it so much we couldn't put it down yeah yeah and i think the magic of it for me as a kid was uh that it, it captured the falcon because it did looked cool it was beat up you could pick it up and just zoom 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 around the room but then you know that classic setup that you take the the back of of it off right. and you can look in and it's partially playset and you can have 
uh, those little domestic adventures in there. I have mentioned multiple times about how I had the cloud car pilot action figure and uh, he was uh, trying to romance Leia while Han was frozen in carbonite. It didn't work out well for him. Uh, but he even approached Leia <laughs> right there in the Millennium Falcon because it's this intimate little playset within yeah. this ship, you know? <laughs> Man, I want this to be like a, a fan fiction kind of turned into a short film. Uh, yeah, that's the thing too about the Falcon because it was like, you know, you get to pull that top off and then it's like, oh, wow, this is what it looked like on the inside. It becomes like, uh, you know, one of those, uh, you know, Star Wars resource books of uh, cross section <laughs> It's in your hands. And as we're even talking, I have a Falcon in my hand. I have the Lego Micro Fighter uh, series uh, with, uh, you know, Han sitting on top of it <laughs> there. Uh, I built that recently for my, my brick building on my Twitch channel. And, uh, you know, you just, I, I was going to put it in storage like I do with a lot of my Legos after I build them. And I can't because I just like having the Falcon in my hand. Yeah, you need a Falcon. You need a Falcon in your hand. So there you go. The Millennium Falcon. There's a great big reward for the Millennium Falcon. And it's in the Star Wars ranked Hall of Fame. But now we're going to get to our list. Working our way five to one, beginning with Joseph's number Five selection for his favorite Star Wars vehicle toy playset. Here we go, Ken. Uh, my list is a combination of things that I had and things that I coveted and things that I still covet to this day because I don't have them. But I'm starting with something uh, that I did have that did make dreams come true. <laughs> and that is uh, the Kenner toy vehicle from 1982 battle damaged X-Wing. Uh if you are not familiar with this, uh, anybody listening, there was the uh, original X-Wing, uh, which had like a uh, very bright white uh, plastic. And that was the X-Wing that uh, my cousins had and some other uh, kids at school had that I never have. And I deeply wanted because, uh, you know, my brother and I kind of divided everything up and he was a Han guy and I was a Luke guy. And that's just the way it was. And I wanted everything Luke. And I particularly wanted everything uh, Luke in Empire Strikes Back. So then in 82, they put out battle-damaged X-Wing fighter in its uh, the same mold, but it's a, a little bit darker gray. And it comes with these stickers that you can apply uh, to make it look like it's uh, burned and, and wounded from battle. Battle-damaged X-Wing fighter. And I, I need to ask my parents. I don't know what happened there was a one birthday where I think they must have gotten some some money from somewhere because we really mm -hmm. usually couldn't afford it. And for my birthday, I got uh, the Dagobah playset and the Battle Damaged X-Wing Fighter. The image on the front of the Battle Damaged X-Wing Fighter is uh, Luke getting into X-Wing Pilot Luke getting into the X-Wing and Yoda and uh, Obi-Wan are staring at him like, don't go. <laughs> don't you do it. So it's so, so Dagobah. And even, you know, when I didn't have access to being able to see the movie, I would, I tried to memorize every, every line and, right. and yeah, I had to make up a bunch because I couldn't. And I wanted to act out everything Dagobah in this X-Wing fighter was just, not only was it the X-Wing fighter I could have that I could never have before, but it just was that, those scenes for me. It just was this extension of Luke, you know? Mm. Now I can have uh, these adventures. And I spent a lot of time uh, putting Luke in the cockpit, flying around. Spent a lot of time just uh, flying around, uh, pressing on the R2 button's head to pop the S-foils into attack positions. Uh, I played with it for a long time without making it battle damaged. And then I think I told a story <laughs> of the damage the day I put the the stickers on. Yeah. Uh, and Luke had a, Luke talked about in my in my 
narratives playing. Luke talked a lot. He was a little too vain the way I played Luke. He would tell people a lot, like, you know, that's the X-Wing I used to blow up the Death Star. So, you know, <laughs> show it some respect. That's my X-Wing. That's not a X-Wing. <laughs> like, he had a lot of hubris when I played uh, Luke as a young person. Uh, so, yeah, this is the, one of the ones that I had. I can feel all of the plastic pieces in my sense memory, you know, yeah. I still have it packed away somewhere. And it was just, it was just the classic star Wars toy story. It was a dream come true. I, I, I just remember seeing it at a friend's house again. Uh, and just the decals are just the detail of it and, and battle damage, man, that, that'll get kids. I, I had battle damage. He, man, I mean, come on, he took a sword to the chest. You could flick it and have the level of damage you wanted. And it just, <laughs> And because what you're describing, it, you know, we're you and I aren't alone. It's, we didn't just go dump your toys in into the backyard and just stand them up there. I mean, you had story, dialogue. You continued the mission. That's why we talk about the Mandalorian and Favreau dumping and, and Filoni dumping out their their toys in sandbox and playing with them. That's what we did. And so to have the battle damage X wing showed up and that arrived with a story in itself. You started with a story. You built from there. I, I, I totally identify with what you're saying of having that narrative based around that. Yeah, and I think that idea of battle damage. You're right. It was around, and, and I had those He-Man uh, had that He-Man action figure uh, yeah. too. And it was yeah. You would just put it push his chest, and there's a little thunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there was something about the battle damage coming out of Empire and seeing at such a young age the idea of a story where your heroes could truly be wounded, could truly be hurt. They weren't unstoppable. Uh, that I was really fascinated with that idea of battle damaged. And for years, my brother and I talked about, there needs to be a battle damaged Luke. Mm. <laughs> I was so happy when Power of the Force 2 finally put out, like yeah. Luke, where you could take his hand off. And it's like, finally, battle damaged Luke Skywalker, all because of this thing. Uh, quite a quite an inspirational uh, battle damaged X-Wing and a great start <laughs> to our list uh, from uh, Kenner in 1982. All right. Uh, from there, we're going to go to my number five, and it is uh, more of a modern one. So in making this list, like Joseph, it was like, all right, there's some things I had, some things I coveted uh, with sin in my heart, and also just uh, <laughs> things that as an adult with a little bit more allowance money at my disposal that I uh, said I must make up for lost time. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Uh, and you and I have told many stories of uh, in, in different uh, runs as the uh, hosts of Jedi Alliance needing more toys to display on the uh, desk of that show that we used to do. Uh, and this is one of those ones. Uh, and uh, I just love it. It is the Black Series ATST three and three quarters scale. Mm. Uh, and this one, you could fit a figure in it. Uh, you, you had the ATSD uh, uh, pilot, but you could also stand them up uh, and, and kind of uh, have uh, have the, your, your pilot standing, you know, uh, out of the uh, ATSD just waiting for Leia to shoot him down. It also came with the set comes with like three Ewoks, I think Han and Leia, are in there. It's a big set and a nice uh, bunker cardboard bunker display case but i had to take it out because i have to uh you know set it up for that jedi Lion set we had back in the day and it was like a true chicken walker ready to be toppled by ewoks it couldn't stand up it would fall over during shows <laughs> uh, the legs are so articulated that you really had to find like some Bill Nye, the science guy, balance, center of gravity, <laughs> like you're performing an experiment. And even our buddy Mike Black, a few times, uh, whether it would be on Jedi Alliance, he showed me, and I remember one time at my house, I believe he showed me, like, go, oh, no, you just got to do this. And, of course, M Mike, being the master of toys, just was like, there, there you go, and it would stand perfectly. I'd be like, got it, figured out. And then the next day I'd come home, and I, I'd hear, eh, go, go, go. 
<laughs> set it up. But I kind of like it. It's so so in, in that frustration, it was so almost realistic. It was telling its own story. Story. Even if I don't have time to play with toys now, the the toy was on my shelf, going, "Play with me! I'm be, I'm being attacked by Ewoks." And <laughs> Just love it. I love walkers. I, lo- I do love uh, you know the imperial walkers of all sorts and all shapes and sizes. And the ATSD, just real big place in my heart for it because of uh, Return of the Jedi and seeing it for the first time and just being scared by those walkers, being intimidated by those two legged chicken walkers. So to finally have a real detailed version, even in my adult years, it it, it means a lot. Yeah. Oh, that's that's such a great story of uh, both the love of a toy and the physics of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> like when people are like, now, how did those bombs drop in space? And you're like, how did the chicken walkers even stand? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I could still I, I, it's locked away in storage now, but I can still hear, hear it falling over. <laughs> you know, when you got it, did were you tempted to, to play? Were you tempted to be like, you know, let's get. Yeah. Uh, let's get my Leia figure down here and let's uh, take a shot at this ATSD pilot driver. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. You know what I even, yes. Um, to answer your question simply, yes. But even more than that, um, I wanted, because the, the box is, you know, the has a little cardboard bunker and I think even a tree, like an, a tree of Endor literally in the back there and, and the figures, I wanted to take them out and set them up and take pictures of them. You know, nice. old fashioned toy photography. And I used to do it as a kid who didn't, do, you know, in, in between doing the narratives, the heavy narrative plane, I would take, uh, I have a lot of recon pictures of my GI Joe figures in my backyard. <laughs> like pretending <laughs> I was a helicopter flying over it using my dad's camera. Um, so that's what I, more than anything, I wanted to do that. I wanted to go to a little forest and, and, and set it up and take a good, uh, a good shot of it there. Oh, that's awesome. So that is the start to my list. I'm going to have to get it out of storage. That's it. It's settled. Um, uh, That's my number five. We're up to your number four. Uh, My number four, I cheated. It is a double act because uh, it's a double coveting. Uh, It's layers Mm. of coveting. Uh, So I am going to uh, two ships that had quite the encounter in Attack of the Clones in 2002. I am going with Obi-Wan's Jedi Starfighter and Slave One. Ooh. these I put on the list because when I just closed my eyes and thought about best vehicles, these uh, are the memories uh, that flooded in. And this is the desire <laughs> that remained yeah. there. Uh, so for people picturing it, you know, it's the uh, the Delta 7, you know, Attack of the Clones, uh, Obi-Wan ship. Uh, I really, really love the ship. It is one of my favorite designs. I like just kind of the simplicity of it. I like the way that it does echo the, the shape of the Star Destroyer. I love seeing... Uh, Obi-Wan, one of my favorite characters, uh, alone on his mission. I love this great contrast of uh, he's not there for adventure and excitement. You know, he hates flying, but he's good at it. And then on top of that, he's got to avoid Slave One, possibly, uh, you know, to my mind, one of the coolest, weirdest designs for a ship ever. And that asteroid chase is great. And of course, uh, we all uh, love the great sound effect of the uh, the Sonic Mines, right? Yes, we do. Yeah, the so, so great. So there you go. Is that what you wanted? Is that what you wanted? Yeah. <laughs> Silence and then. Yeah, that is exactly what I wanted right now, Ken. And this is what I wanted to do uh, alone in my home as a young adult. <laughs> uh, so I loved Attack of the Clones when it came out, even with the criticisms. I was just in Star Wars heaven uh, that spring and summer. Uh, and these ships really reflected that. So a couple things were going on at that time in my life. Um, I had quit my job and I was really kind of trying to make it as a performer. So money was really tight. So I did not have as much money. 
And then when the Attack of the Clones figures came out and they were super action posy with just limbs splayed everywhere, mm-hmm. um, I didn't like them as much. And I was like, thank all deities ever that mm-hmm. I don't like these as much because <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be able to resist the temptation. Even my very kind girlfriend at the time who was wanting me to make sure that, you know, I didn't spend too much on toys. She was like, you're going to buy a bunch of these, right? And I was like, no, it's, it's okay. <laughs> I can do it. Uh, but then, then I saw these and uh, I had a credit card that I was just about to max out. Mm-hmm. And I went to Target and I said, I'm going to do it. This is, it's going to be, I'm going to buy this Obi-Wan Kenobi Jedi Starfighter. Come on, it's got the words Jedi Starfighter. And then I'm going to buy the Slave One, which I have always wanted, but never had. I never had the cool Kenner Slave One. And that's going to be my last, like, hurrah. That's going to be me saying goodbye (laughs) to irresponsibility. Uh, I'm going to max out a credit card on these. And then I decided, no, I got to buckle down. So (laughs) not only do I love these uh, vehicles in the film and in in the scene in the film the toys are great Mm -hmm. uh they look great and they're on my list of of almost bought but never did never did oh well there's still time sir there's still time and there's There's still time (laughs) yeah and you know i've been researching them and looking at them the slave one's got you know it's different from other slave ones it's got some you know different uh uh paint detail but the the obi-wan jedi starfighter you know it can transform into different modes and it 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 says right on the front uh choose uh fight or flight mode (laughs) blast this is why i hate flying let's flight blast this is why i hate emotions they're always fight or flight it's great you know think about that and just uh, listen to you you gush over those uh two toys it's like even, yeah, attack the clones and, you know, blah, 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 being back there in 2002 and maybe not liking the movies, blah, blah. You know, it, I, that's why I love the seismic charge. It, it, it's, it's the sound got me so excited. It was so Star Wars like, but seeing sometimes the toys on the shelf can kind of, when they, t- they, they take the things out of the movie that maybe you, you have problems with or you're processing stuff on, and you just look at the, the designs just sitting there on the shelf, you can really start to see, you know, what you love about Star Wars. And I remember a lot about the prequel era. The the N1 Starfighter for me was one of those two. I think maybe the Lego set of just like, yeah, this 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 is really a great design. And it kind of just fosters a, a, a stronger love of Star Wars, even from that point of view. Yeah, I think that was it uh, for me. It was just like these uh, toys are are great symbols of, of what I love about Star Wars. That's great. That's great. Yeah. All right, a good number four. Uh, now on to my number four. We are going with Snowspeeder. Oh, but what's Snowspeeder? Oh, well, let me tell you. It is the 1995 Micro Machine Snowspeeder from Galoob. Now, this is, I don't know the scale. I was going to look that up. I forgot to, but like the figure, that comes with two figures. And it's, I guess you could say it's Luke. I guess you could say it's Dak, but they are half inch figures. <laughs> they are itty bitty little fingers figures with little tiny fingers um <laughs> but they fit in it's a working cockpit the the the, the cockpit uh, shield comes up there and then you can put the figures in there and it is a very pretty detailed for for this small scale snow speeder it's very detailed back cannon you could you can uh, detach cable all you want and it would come with a little stand that you you put in the, the bottom there and you can display it and um i mean it's big it's like three maybe by three inches by four inches and it's got some it's for hard plastic. It's got some weight to it. Like it's, it's got some, uh, got some density there. And I, 
I, I at one point picked it up and it has stayed with me. Like a lot of our Star Wars toys, you and I tell these stories of it has ju- your Yoda comes to mind of your Yoda mm-hmm. has just been with you all through life. And we'll continue. And, and this snow speeder has been with me all my life since 95, since I had it. And this was an era where I wasn't necessarily buying a lot of Star Wars toys. I was, I was a cool rock DJ. Come on, Star Wars. Come on. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't buy Star Wars toys. Let me go to Toys R Us and buy that right now. Uh, and uh, I did at one point, I think it was during the transition out of uh, Screen Junkies to when I, I went to my Collider job. It was on my desk at Screen Junkies and I was going to have it on the desk on Collider. And I think the, the, the display stand didn't come with. Oh no. <laughs> didn't come with. And um, it's now on my bookshelf, just laying on top of a book somewhere. And I just love it. I love what it represents. And I, you know, you all hear me talk about the other vehicles that I love a lot in, uh, in Star Wars. And those are going to be on this list too. But the snow speeder is one of my favorite designs too. I just love the design, the look, the sound, the little uh, wind uh, things that pop up on the side as it floats <laughs> and moves through the surface. I love Zev Sineska. Just always liked the design. So this, this snow speeder stayed with me and helped uh, just remind me of just, uh, man, this is a simple ship with a simple job. And sometimes it's up against, ta- uh, you know, it can't, it's hard to take down a walker. You got to be uh, you know, creative. You got to think outside the box. It's a lesson for life. And it's always been on every desk I've ever had. Oh, that's great. I love casting the snow speeder is the, the little uh, ship that could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Great yeah, stuff. that's great. Uh, d- does it have any sort of harpoon? Um, it, this one does not. This one does not. Um, it, uh, it, uh, trying to, no, 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 it does not. So, a lot of the Lego ones, because I have a lot of Lego snow speeders, and they got those harpoons that are pretty hard to build into the set. But this one, <laughs> you had to imagine the uh, tow cable there. Okay, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so that's my number four. Now we're up to your number three. Uh, my number three is the modern version of Covet. Uh, I am sure that I've seen versions of these on the shelves over the year. In fact, I know I have because I have a couple of memories of seeing them on shelves and going, oh, that's cool. That's cool. If I had uh, money or uh, space, mm-hmm. I, I'd, I'd grab that up. Uh, so this is not one uh, that I own, uh, have never owned, probably might uh, not ever own at all. Uh, but I had to be honest about it being a, a toy that I think is really up there. And that is the Republic gunship. Ooh, uh, yeah. I, there's a lot of these and I watched several videos yeah. <laughs> of people uh, showing all the different Republic gunships. Uh, but I ultimately went with uh, the vintage collection mm. version of the Republic gunship. Uh, we have enthused before. This is one of my favorite designs as well. Also gets introduced in Attack of the Clones, but you spend so much quality time with it uh, in the Clone Wars uh, animated series. I think there's something just about it's it's got that great sound and it's got that great mix of it. It, it really looks like it evokes things, you know, that have been uh, built in our real world for mm-hmm. war. It looks like a troop carrier, but it's so weird and it's so Star Wars and then the fact that they start to get really uh, personalized with uh, different things showing up on them as paintings. It's just, for me, one of my favorite ships, one of my favorite uh, designs. Mm-hmm. So there's that natural desire to want to own it as a toy. The, uh, the vintage collection, Republic Gunship, is the first one I learned from watching videos that came with the ball pits. Um, oh, yeah. Or the bubbles. Um, 
the ball pits. <laughs> uh, gonna, yeah, McDonald's would just jump in a ball pit. Uh, yes, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, you can you can put Yoda in a bunch of balls, and he just he has a great time. Uh, yeah, the the bubbles. Um, I'm forgetting the actual terminology, but one of the things that makes the ship really weird and cool on film when you see that clone in there, you know, rotating mm-hmm. around, firing away. Uh, apparently, you could buy them separately for other Republic gunships and snap them on, but this one comes with all that stuff. It comes with a, a clone pilot, a clone trooper, and Yoda. It is classic uh, uh, vintage collection in that it's got the box has the great Kenner throwback design. Um, it, and uh, so the box itself looks uh, really great. I think I looked up that it retailed for like $120 when it first came out in 2013, the vintage version. Uh, I'm on eBay and a really beat up one is like $500. <laughs> a, a lightly used one is like $750. Uh, so if nothing else can, I am definitely not alone in my love of this ship or this toy. Wow. Wow. That's like people who bought in on Apple stock in the eighties, man. Look at that. Wow. <laughs> right. Right. You can never know what's, I suppose you look at it, something like that. That's, Mm-hmm. More expensive, I believe it was a an exclusive. Um, I I can't remember uh, where. Maybe I have that wrong. I apologize. Um, but yeah, it's just it, it, this is one of those that's that's the toy is really about. I love that on screen, and I wish I could have it in right. my living room. <laughs> I love and I love the design there again too. You're talking about Zach the clones, and I remember walking out of the theater, and it was hard not to love the sounds, the look, the feel, and yeah, it ev- evokes maybe a. Like a military helicopter during the, the Vietnam era or something like that. It just it just paints a, a picture, but it's a Star Wars picture. And I gotta tell, you, I think I think I think I've shied away from getting any Republic gunship toys because space uh, an issue, price point maybe. But um, I, it's weird. I, as I'm, I'm you're, you're describing this, I'm like, man, I really do love that ship. I have none of it around. Which how how you know if you go to my house you're not going to know I love the lat and I got to tell you I guess verbally but <laughs> you, you might be forcing me to correct that maybe see if I can get a smaller micro machine or something because I need yeah. I need to show the world you come into my house I love that ship <laughs> you're right I'll need I'll look into Galoob uh, <laughs> do it but if you're if you're like me and you you know haven't had the time or the money or the space I guess the time is the the least uh, problem the money or the space for the Republic gunship. Just watching a couple of the videos was really fun to see a couple fans love. And there's one in particular that uh, that broke down all the different versions and all the versions are cool. There are a couple. There's a, a super rare one uh, that is the Republic gunship from the Tartakovsky uh, 2D micro series of Clone Wars that has the big monster uh, face painted on it. Uh, there's one, I believe, from when 3D Clone Wars was on that ha- it's the, uh, the crumb bomber that has a quacking monkey lizard painted on the nose, dropping bombs. Right. <laughs> so there are a lot of great Republic gunships you could get, but the vintage one seemed like the ultimate one. I love that. I love that choice for your number three. Uh, we're up to my number three, and it is a classic Kenner and a, a figure or a set I did not get. Um, uh, you know, what was me? I know such a bad childhood. Uh, and maybe one day I'll correct myself, uh, correct my life and get it. I don't know. Um, but it is the Imperial shuttle. Mm. So, you know, I always say, cause I have that, uh, uh, Imperial insignia baseball cap. I always wear and I always get a, I'm due for a new clean one. I got to get one soon. And you know, it's, it, we, you and I have talked as, 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 as in the modern era going out wearing Imperial stuff is feels a little different <laughs> than it used to. 
It's like, what am I trying to represent when I'm out there? And actually, I, I was in I was in a store the other day. I was waiting in line, and someone looked at me, and I thought they were. I was just. I wanted to be like, I, I'm not. I don't believe in the emperor. I just. <laughs> I think, but the answer I always give is, hey, the empire's kind of got cooler toys, right? It's kind of yeah. I always say that about GI Joe too. Cobra's got some cool toys. The Imperial shuttle was just cool to me. The design, the bird-like design, the elegance, uh, and it's a it's a bus. It's a M- Imperial space bus, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> I loved it, and I, I was intrigued by it by, as a kid. And watching it land on film, and just like the oh, okay, the, the the wings go up, and then that, and Vader. My memories of Vader walking out of it, and 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 Palpatine walking out of it. My sister crying when Vader walked out of it in the theater. And at the beginning of Return of the Jedi, I just been obsessed with that ship in a way. And uh, the Kenner toy is it's big. I think it's got a handle underneath it so you can fly it around uh, and reenact your Imperial bus transportation needs. Get Vader to where he needs to go uh, and the wings and everything. I just and I and I, I do remember a friend having it. And I do, you know, I can joke about the envy, but just just being mesmerized by that figure. And, and it's um when the toys, uh, when the toys do their job, you, you they'll mesmerize you. That it's it's the movies in your hands or in a uh, you know a grip <laughs> handle underneath it. And I was trying, I was I had a lot of options and things I do own, things I, I I have, and I just I always remember just seeing that on a shelf. And if I'm in a convention and you you and I love walking around those convention floors, Joseph, and, and stopping and seeing the figures and toys, if I see it up on the top, it's not even that I'm tempted to get it. It's just I have to stop and look at it. It's just some stop and appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, so the Imperial shuttle, shuttle from Kenner on my list. That makes a ton of sense too, because of what you're saying about your your experience of seeing Return of the Jedi. You mm-hmm. know, and it really imprinting on you. And it's a ship that that delivers so much, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> delivers that great uh, shot of Vader. It delivers uh, Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely well, yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the design. You know, this is part of the the the, the nature of Star Wars designs. I mean, it 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 it, it tells a story on film, right? It, it is. It's it's elegant. It's it's. Uh, uh, I keep using the term mesmerizing, but it's like you look at it and then then it opens up and delivers just such evil. <laughs> it's <the> empire. <laughs> Don't fall for it. Don't be mesmerized by the empire. Yeah, yeah. Well, in the shot of the wings coming down, you know, and that how much fun that was. Uh, yeah, this one I did have, but I got it in like the mid '80s for Christmas, and I think it was because you know Star Wars was fading and it was deeply, deeply discounted. Oh, um, so I got to have this, and I, I did put uh, my uh, <laughs> Emperor uh, in it, and I love the picture now. I put the Emperor in, like just in the pilot seat. <laughs> sure. In the picture now of uh, Sidious himself being like. Uh, no, I I want to be alone. <laughs> uh, flying himself around. Which one? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, that's a great pick, Ken. That's great. Well, I'm going to go to your storage in Minnesota and just uh, I'll offer top dollar for it there. Uh, okay. There you go. Uh, now we're up to your number two, sir. That is right. My number two is uh, a story of uh, of coveting and uh, eventually having some catharsis in uh, the coveting, uh, kind of. So uh, my number two is the Tatooine Skiff. I am going specifically with the Power of the Force 2 Tatooine Skiff, uh, which was a Target exclusive uh, released in 1999. Uh, I did 
have that one. So a little bit of backstory here. Uh, you know, Return of the Jedi comes out. There's a lot more uh, toys. I absolutely love the skiff scene with the Luke Skywalker jumping down, doing the flip, you know, every, catching the lightsaber, little half smile. Great. One of the best parts of the film ever. Uh, and I had thought at the time, because it was true at the time, uh, that there's no Tatooine skiff. They're making so many things, but where's the Tatooine skiff? I, I want that. I want to save up for that. And uh, I told my dad about this so many times. He's like, all right, so what is this? Uh, and I don't remember. I, I must have shown him a picture from like the Return of the Jedi storybook. Uh, but my dad very kindly tried to make me a Tatooine skiff. And it was the most dangerous <laughs> toy possible. He just got a plank of wood and he, you know, uh, carved it into the general shape. And then he put nails on either side and then wrapped some wire around the nails <laughs> to be the guardrail. And he sanded it off and it was all, and I always kind of treasured it. What was also like, what is this sad homemade skiff I have? It doesn't even have a plank. <laughs> you, do you still have access to that? Is that around? I don't know. I don't think I have it. I think it, I, I think it got lost in some move at some point. Uh, but it was so kind of my father, and especially look yeah. back now of like, hey, look, look, kid, I'm trying to make it work. Um, yeah. But yeah. I did not realize until I dived into this uh, research that uh, a Tatooine skiff was eventually made, but it was so late in the run that it was not on shelves, you know? Right, right. Uh, or, or if it was, it was very, very, um, very hard to find. Uh, so I did not even know that there was a skiff back in the day, but it was it was late. So. So I grew up thinking there there had never been a skiff except for the one uh, that my dad made me. <laughs> the one with nails in it. <laughs> the Tatooine skiff was just, yes, uh, wood splinters and tetanus possibilities. Uh, so I this, we've talked about this before. That was the journey of the Power of the Force 2 line for me of when are they going to make the things that I never had or that they never made before? Uh, so this was a period of time where there were things were going well. They're really starting to put a lot out uh, the exclusives. Uh, I had a, a pal still, still friends with him. Haven't got to hang out in a while who was uh, named Dwayne, who was on the same wavelength of me of like, we're getting it all. Mm. And uh, he would, yeah, I would get uh, calls from him of like, I'm at Target. You want it? And I'd be like, yes, <laughs> I'd pay him back. So uh, my memory is him calling me to say, I got it for you. Uh, but what I loved about this, it was the skiff finally, but it was built in this cool display case. I think having collectors in mind that maybe you want to look at it, but not take it out. Mm. So it had the plastic and it came with the other thing that I love more than anything uh, with Star Wars toys, which is uh, characters from just microseconds of film. Uh, the Luke Skywalker that came with this was Pretty straightforward, you know, for the time, decent sculpt of Return of the Jedi Luke, uh, cloak off, obviously, a green lightsaber, uh, but he didn't have the black gloved hand. He just had a burn mark on his hand for when he had been shot. Ooh, that's awesome. Yes. So not only was it the skiff that I had wanted for so long, but it was a super specific Luke Skywalker action figure that cracked me up so much. That's great. Uh, there's so much I love about what you're, you're talking about here. Um, uh, you know, the, the correcting wrongs from our childhood, uh, you know, of, of toys we didn't have is, is a theme that uh, I'm not done talking about. Um, <laughs> but I, the, the, first of all, God bless your dad. What a, what a, what a great dad. I'll, you don't have it. I'll make it for you here. Uh, don't, don't play too hard with those nails, but it, it, it spiritually connects with something that I've always talked about. How, how in my element, elementary school, we had a, a, a big giant wood play set. 
because back then that's just throw the kids on wood and there was a slide that was just metal bolted down <laughs> and it was like I, you know I'm, I'm second grade it was like probably eight feet in the air you know it felt like it maybe it's four <laughs> but like as a kid you're like this is this is the top story of a high-rise building and it was perfect it was almost like the skiff your dad built <laughs> but life-size life-size and so me and my friends would just reenact the uh, the the uh, Sarlacc pit sequence uh, over and over and over. And that's maybe because of that. Like if I had a skiff now, if if someone said, "Hey, Ken, here's a here's a 1999 skiff," I I would think I'd race to my backyard, dig out a hole, and do some photo shoots around Sarlacc pit. <laughs> and I think it connects to that and connects to that feeling, that uh, real uh, childlike feeling of reenacting scenes. Uh, so even if I had your your homemade skiff, I'd probably do that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is great. I'm glad that you got to uh, survive that experience that and survive it. I mean, no guardrails, just a piece of wood elevated and a metal slab to get you down. (laughs) (laughs) Who needs anything but a metal slab to get you down? And we drag straight from the hoses, kids. Um, (laughs) All right. That is your number two. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. We're up to my number two, and this is where I'm definitely like, I didn't have these as a kid. I'm going to get them now. Except for, unlike say 2015. This was 1995. Ah, yes, the power of the Force 2 line. We have uh, talked a lot about those figures, uh, but we haven't talked uh, so much about the, the the vehicles. And I have two of these, and I still have them. And they're out in my storage shed now in damn good condition. I should bring them out. <laughs> uh, these are the speeder bikes. So, mm. yep, hey, no secret, I love my speeder bikes. I'm staring up at my Black Series 1 right now, and I did not have the classic Kenner ones. Now, I do believe the classic Kenner ones. I'll have to ask, uh, you know, someone in the in the Four Center audience who, you know, had them. Uh, I coveted them, but I think those ones broke apart, right? Do you remember? Yes. If they did. Yes. I didn't have one, but I, I heard tell. Heard tell, yes. So those were great. So uh, that made me... You know, that, that I want that. I, that. I love that sequence. I love the speeder bikes. I love the biker scouts. All these things that I've been saying on Force Center for years, but those those been those have been present in my Star Wars fandom for all, all my life. And I didn't get one. I didn't. I never got a Kenner one uh, growing up. So in college, uh, 1995 rolls around or, or thereabouts. Uh, the uh, speeder bikes are released. I already had a couple biker scouts. And I can't even remember if they came with biker scouts. Maybe they did. Maybe that's where I got them. Doesn't uh, I can't recall that detail. But I do remember going over to Toys R Us, which was next to the community college I was going to at the time, studying screenwriting and film production, all that stuff. And my my uh, my pal Joel and I would race over to Toys R Us every day because why concentrate on your education? Just go get toys every day. <laughs> and uh, I saw him and I, and I, you know, I had a weekend job still and all that kind of stuff. And I wasn't crawling with money. It's like I had, I couldn't get a Carl's Jr. hamburger for lunch that day. I got two speeder bikes. Why? <laughs> because you need to, there's always two in every shot. There are either two, <laughs> Luke and Leia, there's two that are chasing. There's two more waiting to join the, the fight. So I had to have two. They break apart. They're pretty detailed for the era. The biker scouts who are appropriately buff because it's power of the force too, fit uh, on them pretty nicely for the lack of articulation at the time. And I just, I don't think I celebrate those ones enough. And, and coming up with this list, I think I wanted to talk about them more than any other set figure toy set I ever, I have. I just, I, it was the first time I felt Joseph that I was investing in the collection. Like I need two. I actually right. have one. I need to have two to, to really capture what I feel about that sequence in the movie. And I love <laughs> I have them to this day. And how did they uh, how did they enter your life when you bought them? Like what 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 was the first thing you did? Did you take them out and play with them? Did you break them apart? Did you put them in any sort of display space in your home? Yeah, I went back to I still living with my folks at the time, and uh, you know went home that day after school. Uh, you know, college again, college, but you know, um, see see mom or dad. Like how how was school? How was work today? How was school? You know that kind of conversation. Like great, are those toys? Yep. Um, and w- went to my room and I ripped them out of the box and absolutely had them displayed on a little bookshelf, uh, a little hard metal, you know, not, not adult bookshelf at all. And I brought those to LA with me and they, those figures, those speeder bikes stayed up for a while, uh, from apartment to apartment in LA. 
until they finally had to make the big old trip to the plastic tote box that would go to, go into <laughs> storage somewhere. And uh, recently got, uh, they had been uh, out of my uh, immediate reach. They've been in a, a friend's house uh, and I had borrowed some storage space. It is because the toys just never ended. And uh, I finally, this past year, right before the lockdown, I, I reacquired them. Uh, and, you know, I, I just don't have the room right now, but I'm waiting for the day to break them out again. Yeah, well, what a special day it will be when you are reunited with their, your speeder bikes. <laughs> Horns will blare, music will play. Yeah, I really remember uh, Power of the Force 2 putting out Endor, uh, Luke, and Leia package with the speeder bikes, mm. and that was a dream come true from, yeah. for me. I love those. Yes, yeah, right, yeah, absolutely. So there you go, Endor, the gift that keeps on giving for me in my toy collection. We are almost to our number one choices for our favorite Star Wars vehicle toys and playsets there. Um, but uh, before we do that, we're going to actually uh, talk uh, about some runner-ups. So, uh, Joseph, uh, what do you have in your runner-up list, the toys that almost made our collections here today? Yeah, I got a, a couple uh, that I, or one that I did have, uh, which I wanted to mention. You already mentioned it, but, uh, mm -hmm. or you mentioned a different version of the same ship. Uh, yeah. I did have the Kenner Snow Speeder. Um, and that one was really, really fun. I had that uh, before uh, the, I had the Battle Damage X-Wing. So that was the, <laughs> Luke had to fly around to other planets and apologize. Like, I know this is for snow, but just look, this is what I have to work with. Uh, <laughs> and I remember the batteries, uh, I think, uh, this memory is accurate. Memories get get weird. Yeah. But I remember that I put the batteries in and it made the sound and you saw the lights go down the blasters and I think it was yellow. And I always thought mm. that was weird and fun. Uh, and then it had the little clip-on uh, uh, tow cable uh, that yeah. was made out of just, you know, um, rope uh, string, you know. Uh, and I had a ton of fun with that. So I had to put that one in because that one was hours and hours of joy playing with it. Um, one I didn't have from back in the day that you and I have talked about is the weird mini rigs, uh, the yeah. things that Kenner made that were smaller vehicles that weren't in the movie. And I've just become obsessed with this one, uh, the bounty hunter rig, uh, <laughs> rig, the cap Two captivator, yes. which is this weird little walk and claw, like uh, walking little bubble uh, that, that has two big claws. And then this kind of just grabby arm, on the back in the image is Bosk with the grabby arms on the mini rig to just grab people. And then that little latch on the back just holds people by the waist. Yeah. <laughs> just clip. And I'm so delighted by that one. I think when we get to that blissful place where we can happily and safely uh, be walking the show floor, I'm going to mm -hmm. have my eyes out for the, the cap too. Yeah, we, we could do a probably a whole show in the mini rigs. And, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming most people listening very much understand and know and probably have some of the mini rigs. If, if you're listening, you don't know, just type up Star Wars Kenner mini rigs. And it's it's a fun adventure. And, and one of them made my list. And I was thinking, Joseph, I think like I said, I had to choose like one, just like you chose. The, and the Captivator is great. I, I If that showed up in Mandalorian season three, I'd be all on board. Oh, that. please, please. I'm begging for it. Um, I love the ISP six, which is the Imperial shuttle. It's basically, uh, the, uh, you know, a Lambda class shuttle in uh, personal form. It's, uh, just, <laughs> just fits one and it had Vader in it and it just looks like a, you know, a middle sh little mini uh, shuttle Tidarium that, uh, it's a, it's a compact car for getting around the galaxy <laughs> in a cost effective manner. And I'm obsessed <laughs> as a kid. 
Uh, and, and, you know, the Kenner was like, how do we how do we get more money from these toys? We, we just create this line of vehicles that are just off camera that are never seen in the movies. And I fell for hook, line and sinker. I had daydreams of, you know, the indoor forest ranger one and all the little personal skiff. That's just one dude and a skiff <laughs> trailing the <laughs> sail barge. But the ISB rig, it just it seemed to make sense for me. Like, yeah, that would make sense. Just give Vader like his own little shuttle. That's what I want. I love you calling it like just a, a small car. Like this is the shuttle Vader takes when he doesn't want to worry about parking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to the mall. Let me bring this. Yeah, absolutely. So that's on my list as well. Uh, yeah. Do, do you want to do more for your list or, yeah, or? I'll hit a couple of, a couple of my, we actually talked about uh, uh, on the black series, uh, best of 2013 to 2020 uh, Star Wars rank we did last time out. I mentioned my Infus Nest and my Ray, and they both come with the speeders or the uh, the, the uh, Infus Nest uh, little uh, uh, I forget what they actually are called now, but her 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 speeder, her Cloud Rider uh, motor, her, her Harley Davidson in space is what I call it. Uh, that and and then Ray's speeder, the six inch Black Series line, and and just I have I actually have a a lot of Ray speeder stuff. I just really do love that uh, design. It did such a great job of of uh, you know. Uh, calming me down in 2014 when I'm like, I don't know. They, Oh, is this our new star Wars going to be good? And I saw this, saw that on the, on the trailer just thought, Oh, that's a great star Wars design. Does it look a little bit like an ice cream pop? Yeah. And that's part of the fun of star Wars. So <laughs> I love that. And I love the Infos Nest speeder too. It's just, uh, it's, uh, it's just, it's, it just matches her. It's just this wonderfully designed, just intrinsically star Wars designed uh, vehicle. So love it. Those are both great choices, and I agree so much. Ray's speeder is just one of the things in that first trailer. Is like that is so Star Wars, but so different. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. So uh, a couple more on your list, sir. Yeah, that's right. Uh, a couple more from the more modern area. Uh, I have not purchased them, even when you know sometimes money's tight. Sometimes I have a little bit more for fun, but I do have space issues. So even when I've been collecting a lot of figures, I'm like, oh, I want that vehicle, but I shouldn't because where am I going to put it? Uh, two from that category. One is from Rogue One, the Tie Striker. Oh yeah, this is simply because of all the weird Tie variations over all the years. Uh, the striker just speaks to me. It's this perfect combination of uh, different aesthetics. Uh, like if somebody had said to me as a kid, okay, it's a TIE fighter, but what if it was also kind of a bat? I'd be like, yes. Yeah. And that is what the TIE striker is. I love it. Uh, the pictures on the box, the happy kid uh, firing <laughs> Nerf missiles. <laughs> at, the, at those darn rebels. Yeah, I want to be that kid. Uh, the tie sticker for some reason on uh, like Amazon is like $70. So uh, we'll see on that one. Yeah. Uh, the other one is uh, I've talked a lot about how I love the Last Jedi action figure line uh, because it really went classic. Uh, it made all of the major characters except for Holdo, which is frustrating. But then it made a bunch of cool vehicles and it made a playset of, uh, of Snoke's uh, throne room. Uh, but one of the vehicles that I always wanted and didn't pick up for, for space reasons is the ski speeder. Oh, yeah, yeah. Partially just because the ski speeder is like just a fun, weird, great Star Wars design. Looks very Star Wars-y. You can see its connection aesthetically to other things, but very, very different. But I'm going to be honest, uh, what puts the ski speeder over the top, Ken, is it comes with Poe Dameron in what I think is his perhaps best outfit, just the cool jacket with the Rebel insignia on the shoulder. And uh, all of these creators over the years struggle to capture the aesthetic glory that is Oscar Isaac's face. <laughs> and this one does a pretty damn good job. So I, I've got to pick that up someday, somehow. 
That's great. And look, I, I've had, uh, uh, I've come to know uh, Oscar's brother, Michael Hernandez, great, great actor, and he runs the Figure Report, Figure Report YouTube channel. And we were talking about it. I go, what is it like to feel, feel, how does it feel to see your brother in figure form? And he's like, well, I mean, the figure's ugly. <laughs> it just can't. I was like, yeah, you good looking guy. They can never capture it. Uh, they just can't quite capture it. Yeah. Funny indeed. Uh, a couple more that I, I, one, uh, one more on your list. We can close out here. I, I have this one now. Thanks to um, some uh, very generous force center fans of Tally Lynch's a wing. Mm. I love the a wing. I love Tally. I love that toy. It's still in the box, but it's uh, on display uh, in my office here. Love that one there. And then this one I did have, but I acquired it in weird means. It's at Anakin's Delta 7 Jedi Starfighter. Um, the yellow, uh, you know, the classic yellow, that uh, triangle wedge shape there. Um, but here's the thing. I don't have it right now. Um, I don't have it anymore. I acquired it uh, at my old job when I was the security director at the Northridge Fashion Center. Uh, we have a bunch of lost and found stuff. And there's a very detailed policy procedures. Everything's marked down in front of a camera to, to, to stop a theft, which unfortunately, unfortunately does happen. Um, but after 30 to 45 days, we would go through and clear it out and donate what we could and this and that. And so there was this beat up, no figure um, no cockpit shield, no cover there, no astromech droid, just the Jedi Starfighter. And mm. I'm the director, I'm the boss, but the the, the, the kids uh, that were working for me that were like, uh, do, they're doing the lost and found, they come to my office, they're like, hey, you're a Star Wars guy, do you, do you just want to keep this? Because we can't donate it. It's like broken. <laughs> like, there's nothing to it. We'd just be donating this thing of plastic. And I was like, well, boys, uh, yes, I do. Please give me that. <laughs> And so there was. So I took it and it was uh, just stayed in the corner of my office and people would just try not to acknowledge it anytime they were in there, Joseph. But uh, positive <laughs> memory of that Delta 7. <laughs> and where, where did it end up? Um, I think when I when I left the job and and went to Screen Junkies, that just, you know, cleaning out my office and, you know, there's just a lot years of paperwork, reports, weird things. And I just it was like, what am I going to do with just this figureless hunk of plastic? And I think I got tossed. <laughs> <laughs> well, perhaps uh, wise uh, for you to to part with it. I would have bought an action figure if I said, "Look, the problem is it doesn't have an action figure." I guess I guess I got to get an action figure. Looking back, I feel ashamed I didn't. <laughs> no, no, uh, that's a great story. Uh, thank you. Uh, one final honorable mention on your list. Uh, this is a big one. Yeah, this is literally big in every way, and uh, I, I suspect that if we ever revisit this, this should be uh, in my main list, and that is the Razor Crest. Uh, I did go ahead and jump on that great uh, thing that Hasbro Labs does, where they have basically a, you know, if we get enough uh, people who want it, we will make it, uh, and they did that for the Razor Crest. Uh, it was in the throes of the first couple episodes of the second season. Uh, love the first season of Mandalorian. Love the second season even more. And I was just like, I just want to celebrate this. I want to celebrate the ongoing adventures of Din and Grogu flying around the galaxy in the Razor Crest. Whoops. No. Okay. This will be a memory of a special time that these two characters had together in this ship. Now it will be a commemoration of those happy days. Which is similar to me finally getting and building the Lego Razor Crest as well. Uh, the memories of the Razor Crest. <laughs> oh, that is a great little uh, Star Wars uh, sketch of like, you know, a happy family just finishing the Lego Razor Crest together and then turning on the episode and then wham. 
It's like a thousand voices cried out in pain. Yeah, um, I cannot wait till that uh, finally arrives to your uh, uh, place, Joseph, and then I can safely get over there and uh, sit there and just spend 10 minutes going, oh, God, yeah. Oh, my, look at that. Oh, wow. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. I've had months to uh, consider how to uh, reorganize my entire home so I have somewhere to put the razor crest, but I'll find a way. It should just be right in the center on a table with a spotlight. (laughs) Skip the table. It's just going to be in the middle of the floor. I'm just going to say to my wife, please, you got to step around the razor crest. (laughs) All right. Great honorable mention, sir. From there, we're going to go to our number one choices, our favorite Star Wars vehicle toys. And uh, my number one, I, I try. I, sometimes I'll try to be cute. I'll try to give an answer I haven't uh, given before. I can't. It's my classic Kenner Y-Wing. Oh, mm. the Christmas of 1983. What a great time it was when I uh, did receive a Star Wars vehicle. I've talked a lot about, obviously, just this episode of just, you know, I, I, my parents couldn't afford every toy that I wanted, but I had a very fortunate upbringing, and I don't look back with any uh, kind of regret or sorrow. I got to experience so many wonderful things, and this was certainly a highlight. Yes, that's right. This young boy loved getting the Kenner Y-Wing, and this has uh, inspired my my love of the Y-Wing, why I love it so much, the workhorse of the Rebel Fleet. I have Y-Wing t-shirts. People send me Y-Wing stuff. Uh, if I'm at a Star Wars convention, someone will be like, hey, Ken, yay, Y-Wings, yeah. Like, it's just something I haven't shut up about, so therefore people know me <laughs> about this, know this about me, the Kenner Y-Wing. Uh, it's just something about that box, uh, the, 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 the the look of it. I had nothing against X-Wings. It just it, it had a different feel. It, had, it was mine, the X-Wing took down the Death Star. Technically, X-Wing helped take down the second one with Wedge and, and the Falcon, but those Y-Wings, and it wasn't until Rogue One that I felt the right Y-Wings really got their just reward for taking down that Star Destroyer there. So I love them so much, Joseph, and uh, as uh, I did tell the story recently, I did get rid of it, moved in uh, summer of 2019, uh, uh, and uh, I, I had to make a choice. It, it, I had it. It had been out of the box for so many years. It was broken. It was a shell of itself. The, the little spoilers uh, on the back were broken off. Um, the cockpit had started to come. I couldn't click into place. The stickers were barely holding on. And I, with a, I'll, I'll admit, the tear in my eye kind of just went to the dumpster and just said, don't think, do it. And I just threw it away and walked away. And a sad story, but Joseph, um, happy ending, I think, I guess. I don't know. One of our listeners, a lot of you know him. We mentioned him. First rate, Nate. I got a DM from him one night on Discord, and he just said, I may have been drinking a little bit, and I may have done something on eBay that, uh, well, I did (laughs) for your mailbox. And he did send me a vintage Y-Wing uh, the box in the box box uh, got some uh, it's it's been through some stuff, but the box great box in great condition. But you can tell it's been it's been held. It's been in someone's collection. So I have it. It's staying in the box. I'm not taking it out yet. I don't have the proper display case, but a happy ending. Uh, I am reunited with my Y-Wing again. Oh, that is a great story of a Y-Wing being absolutely durable. Absolutely the workhorse of you. You thought it went on its uh, final flight. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> is it bravely uh, flew into the dangers of the dumpster, uh, and then first rate Nate uh, has it just come flying out? Not the exact one, uh, but uh, in spirit, the Y wing lives lives on. You know. Yeah, and look, we're blessed here, Force Center. You, me, Jennifer, we just love doing this show. Uh, any accolades or any, uh, you know, uh, people, uh, you, you know, it's all it's all icing on the cake, and 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 
we can't say so n- nice enough words for all of our fan base, but every once in a while they'll they'll do it. And 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 first rate Nate is just uh, he's so generous, and he'll he'll hear us mention a figure or something. And I'm looking across at a you Lauren I have from the Clone Wars figure line. He's like, I I don't know, I just happen to be on eBay and I got this for you. So we really appreciate that. It means a lot to us. Um, but that Y wing man, I I and and Grace saw me open it up. I got it home. I, I took it out of the like the box that it came in at the, my mailbox center and. Uh, she was like, what's that? Where's that? That's going to go in storage. And I was like, don't, don't worry. Don't worry. I, I kind of whispered to the Y-Wing, one day, one day you'll be on display. Don't worry. <laughs> that is such a great story. And yes, First Rate Nate has uh, has really had some moments of great joy to share with us, as mm-hmm. so many of our listeners have. And it is deeply, deeply appreciated. Uh, mm-hmm. I think my appreciation, Ken, of the Y-Wings, I always liked them. I always thought they were cool. Um is obsessed with the X-Wings because of Luke, but man, video games have made me love the Y-Wing. Mm. Uh, getting to use those cool uh, ion devices, seeing that blue power up a lot of times is a, yeah. you know, the whatever uh, indicator for your various weapons. But even to the most recent uh, thing that I've played, because uh, I haven't played through all of Squadrons, but playing Battlefront 2, like, the Y-Wing, you can just take your time getting to where you need to be and just take shot after shot, but you keep going, damn it. Yeah, it's slow and steady and doesn't always win the race, but it'll, it'll help you more often than not. So yeah. That's why it's my number one. The Kenner Y-Wing, but we've reached your number one, Joseph Grimshaw. What is your favorite Star Wars vehicle toy of all time? Uh, my number one, just like you, just emotionally, it had to be this. It is a story of coveting and catharsis as well. Uh, my number one is the At-At from the Power of the Force 2 line. Uh, I know many people say AT-AT, uh, but because of my generation and the specific memories, I'm saying At-At. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This time, it's At-At for me because that's where this came from. Uh, both my brother and I deeply, deeply wanted uh, the At-At toy. Uh, there was even a kind of cheap Hoth playset that was mostly cardboard and kind of just had a half image of the AT-AT and then like a part of its boxy belly sticking out. Um, right. And and we couldn't have the AT-AT, so I, my parents got us that. My brother was like, send this back. <laughs> <laughs> we can't, uh, we want the real AT-AT, not, not this. And I mean, he, he wasn't uh, rude about it. It was really like, oh, this is going to this is kind of flimsy and it's going to fall apart. And, you know, I think we got some action figure. We took it back to the store and got some action figures instead. But, you know, it was a real, real much, much like the Death Star, but even more of mm-hmm. an absolute holy grail can't be had. Mm-hmm. Um so then Power of the Force uh, 2 is coming out. Uh, I'm collecting the action figures. They're, they're making me uh, real happy. Um, one year uh, for Christmas, we had, had a, it was a really nice year. I think things were just kind of going well for everyone in my family that Christmas. And everyone was in a good mood. And it was sort of like the perfect nice Christmas. Uh, and my brother pulled one of these like, oh, I think, there's, I, think, I think there's one more thing here. And pulled out this box that was you know, wrap, but in the shape of like, it, it couldn't be anything but the ad ad. And I was just like, Oh, you bastard. You did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you, you fixed our childhood. <laughs> yeah. uh, the people talk about childhoods being ruined, which, you know, I think it's a longer discussion and, and uh, jokingly fix the childhood, but it really felt <laughs> that way of like, you know, it was this thing between my brother and I, we both really wanted that ad ad. And he knew how much I was enjoying collecting those action figures. Uh, so he got me this for Christmas. 
Uh, it's a just a great figure or, or toy, rather. If you haven't uh, checked it out, just Google it. Just a great big beautiful box. It, it came with the uh, the Adat pilot and an, an Adat commander. Um, came with a you know a rope uh, for the belly, and I had it in the in the box, and I loved it. And then eventually, um, I I was getting around to wanting to put it on display in uh, in my apartment. Right. And uh, my girlfriend at the time had been out of out of uh, town, mm-hmm. uh, and she hadn't. We started dating, and she actually hadn't seen my apartment, and then left for a while, and I was going to come back and see my apartment. So I was like, I got to make my apartment nice. No more of these bachelor stereotypes. <laughs> so one of the things I did is I took my you know toys and figures from being kind of piled up all over the place, and I had this nice buffet, uh, and I put up this huge diorama of all my figures in action, and the the walker was right there in the center uh, with uh, Luke in X-Wing pilot gear with the lightsaber in hand, hanging from the belly. The whole thing. I did the whole thing. And for years after that, every place I moved, uh, that was a part of the ritual is, even if I didn't have room to set up all the toys, I would set up the AT-AT. Oh, man. AT-AT indeed. That's great. Yeah, that's... Yeah, it's, it is. Again, it's taken off the screen. It's putting it on your shelf. It's It's just... So you can stop and go, yep, that's the scene from the movie I love because that's how powerful it is. I I, I, I don't have any ad-ats other than Lego uh, ad-at sets that haven't been built. But, um, uh, you know, it's probably on my list one day. But I love seeing them. I love there's a thrift store near me, a vintage shop that uh, I haven't obviously been in there in the last year or so. But, like, you go in, they just have it on display, too. And it's just it's just impressive. It just represents so much. Just as a kid looking at that big toy going, wow, if only I could have that. And and looking back now, uh, you know, you just look at it and you just, you just get that warm, fuzzy feeling. And it's an Imperial Walker. Tearing <laughs> it down on, on the rebels. <laughs> yeah, but it's just so cool. And you just look at it and you just hear those servos going and those mm-hmm. big feet pounding down. And, you know, it's just, it, it is a part of the thrill of Star Wars of just the, the traveling to this strange uh, galaxy with, with these strange and cool looking things and, uh, this really captures the magic of that feeling for me. And that is why it is number one on the list. The all-terrain armored transport, clearly the AT-AT is uh, on its uh, rifle spot, number one on your list, sir. Thank you for sharing all of uh, your uh, vehicle memories and uh, all the ones you love and all the ones you want to love once you eventually get them, including that Razor Crest. Um, <laughs> A lot of fun. Thank you all for listening to this episode. If you have a vehicle uh, that you want to share, maybe a picture, you can do so by reaching out on Twitter at Force Center Pod. Use the hashtag Star Wars Rank. We are on Instagram, YouTube as well. You can also uh, find us on Facebook at Force Center Podcast. You can get an audio book on us by going to audibletrial.com slash Force Center. You can also get uh, some merch at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. And you can support us directly at patreon.com slash Force Center Podcast, available on a lot of different spots, including Anchor, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and uh, Spotify, and now Amazon Music. You can follow me at Kednapsock or go to kednapsock.com. Uh, um, you can uh, follow me at Kednapsock or go to kednapsock.com, or you can go to the gpa.fun and uh, have uh, fun with us building an empire fun over there. Joseph, uh, what do you got? <laughs> You can follow me Twitter and Instagram at Joseph Scrimshaw, and you can check out all my other comedy adventures, uh, other podcasts, uh, comedy albums, all kind of stuff like that on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. Do it, my friends. That is it for this week. Star Wars has been ranked. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 